right, back again for a Cash Betty podcast. Going to be going, talking some college football. Very little on college football, mainly on the NFL week four as we approach. Uh, so let's start with some college football. My thoughts on it so far. Um, first thing I'd like to talk about is the Fresno State quarterback, Jake Hayner. Um, I had never seen him play, and he was just eye-popping the other night against UNLV with some of his throws that he was making. I mean, to me, he looks like, maybe not athletic-wise, but he looks like a Zach Wilson type. And, and <clears throat> excuse me, people on Twitter were like, hey, Matty, go check out his um, game against UCLA because I had missed that game. So I went back on YouTube and checked it out, and I was just like, Jesus Christ. I mean, this kid's got an arm. He's got some mobility. I mean, he's just pinpoint. He's tough as nails. Like the UCLA game, he's getting, you know, slammed, playing on one foot, leading a comeback drive, game-winning drive on the road. I mean, I'm just saying right now, I'll be stunned if that kid's not a first-round quarterback. I don't see any mock drafts really having him in a first-rounder. Uh, as we get closer to the NFL draft, look for him to be, you know, a first-round quarterback. I mean, he's uh, he's better than the the kid at Oklahoma, Rattler. I mean, Rattler is all over the place. I still think Sam Howell's good. I think some people are, like, kind of down on him because North Carolina's losing this year. Or already lost twice, I believe. But I think a lot of that has to do with they lost a lot of players on offense. I mean, they had great talent on offense last year. And they just... Like, they have no commitment to the running game. Like, they just want to throw every down. And when you do that and you have your quarterback, you're asking your quarterback to throw it 50 times a game, he's going to get sacked and you're going to have negative plays. I mean, being a Lions fan, I know exactly what that's all about. And you got to have balance in football. I don't know why teams, you know, just think, ah, just throw it every down. So that's just stupid. So we got some intriguing games in college football this week. You got Alabama and Ole Miss. And I believe this point spread's 14 and a half. I would definitely lean Ole Miss in that game. I'm not going to play it most likely because it's just it's so hard to bet against Alabama. I mean, they usually cover. And I, I, I don't know if Willie Anderson's going to play. I don't know if he's played. I don't think he played against Florida. He's their best defensive player. So when that guy's in there, their defense is much better. Um, but Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin and Matt Carroll or – Corral, however you pronounce his last name. I mean, they're going to put up some points. So I expect them to score, you know, 30, 35 points. And if they do that, I mean, 14 and a half. If they get 35, I mean, you're looking at Alabama has to score 50 or more. And I believe the total is close to 80 in that game. So there's going to be a lot of points in that game. It should be fun to watch. Um, it's a good test for Corral, Carroll, however you, you know pronounce his name. Because uh, right now I, w- I would probably project him as the number one quarterback going into the into the draft. So he's get he gets you know against Alabama's defense and he lit him up last year. We'll see if he can do it again. Uh, you get Georgia and Arkansas. Arkansas has been really good this year. They got that Burke kid at receiver. It's really good. Uh, their defense has been good. Eighteen and a half for Georgia on the point spread. I mean that just seems too high to me. I would definitely go Arkansas there. That one, I'll have to study a little bit more. I might play that. I'm only 6-7 and seven on the Cash Matty picks this year. Off to a kind of slow start. I haven't bet that many games. It's just like I haven't been at my, my parents' house where my dad's got like the 
three TVs and get to watch the red zone and two other games. I've only been there once, you know, the three weeks. So I think that's kind of why I'm, I'm hesitant on the picks so far, but I would definitely lean Arkansas there. Um, Georgia, the quarterback, JT Daniels. I mean, he's going to play, but it sounds like he's a little bit banged up. 18 and a half seems like too many points to me. Um, Georgia's got a really good defense, probably the best in the nation, but Everyone, you know, including myself, I mean, I, I thought Clemson was going to win the national championship. That's who I predicted to win the national championship. And their offense is just awful. And I thought, well, Georgia just completely shut them down. I mean, Georgia's obviously got this tremendous defense. But the more and more you watch Clemson's offense, the more and more you think, well, like it still was impressive because they only scored three points. But it's becoming less and less impressive because – Clemson isn't scoring against anyone. They got, you know, they struggled against North Carolina State offensively. They, you know, struggled against Georgia Tech offensively. I mean, they lost against NC State. Um, so, but Georgia's got so many guys, like, coming off the edge. They got great linebackers, great D-line. Their secondary is vulnerable, though. So I think Arkansas might be able to get a few plays in there. And 18 and a half seems like a lot. So I definitely lean Arkansas there. Oregon, you know, they played against Arizona this week and or last week, and I just think they were just going through the motions. I think Oregon's still pretty good, but Oregon will they'll lose one game eventually coming up. I don't know when, but it'll it'll come up in conference, probably on the road somewhere. That's all I got for college football. Just a r- little recap. Um, you know, I I don't. There's a lot of teams that just they don't seem that good this year. I mean, Alabama and Georgia look really good, and to me, that's about it. All right, let's move to the NFL. Let's talk about each game and kind of where the teams are at. So we get tomorrow night, we get the Jags and the Bengals, and it just looks like a brutal game, you know, Jags-Bengals. But I kind of like watching these type of teams, you know, young teams, young quarterbacks, Burrow and Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor Lawrence has really struggled, and Urban Meyer just – he just looks lost as a head coach for the Jaguars. I, I think it's going to be one and done. I, I expect Urban Meyer to say, oh, I need my health back, and then come back the following year into college or maybe even goes into college next year, you know, because um, it just doesn't look like he's an NFL head coach. It doesn't look like he wants to be an NFL head coach. It looks like he knows that it, this just isn't the right fit. The Jaguars traded C.J. Henderson. They're, I think they picked him at nine last year. I mean, they already got rid of, you know, a top 10 pick from last year. It's just kind of a mess for them. They need they need defense. They need O-line. Um, it's kind of hard to judge Trevor Lawrence because they're just – the O-line sucks so bad. They haven't really gotten the running game going. The receivers, you know, are good receivers. They got Chark and Marvin Jones and um, Chenault, but they just – like having good receivers just doesn't mean shit if you can't have an O line and your defense sucks and it's giving up thirty points a game and so I think the Bengals will be able to throw the ball all day on him. Jamar Chase is is a stud and he's going to be a stud. Um, he's I think he's got already four touchdowns. So Burrow's got a nice connection. You knew that was that connection would work. I still think they should have taken Sewell and I'll always pretty much think that they should have taken Sewell, but. At least Chase is going to be a good pick for them as far as, like, a good player. Um, the Bengals are 2-1, and one and now they got a chance to be 3-1. and one. Uh, Spread 7.5. Um, 
I would I would lean Bengals because the Jaguars are just so bad defensively, and the Bengals probably are hungry. You know, a Thursday night game, you figure as long as Burrow doesn't turn the ball over too much, I think you know the Bengals put up thirty points on them and probably hold them to Jags close to twenty. So yeah, I would lean Bengals there. Um, neither one of these teams, though, going forward, I I don't see their futures even that good going forward. The Bengals got to get some alignment, and they got to get some defensive players. They got they got the offensive weapons, you know, the receivers and running backs. They're fine there. They got to get some defense, and they got to get some line. Washington, Atlanta, at Atlanta, Washington's favored by one and a half. Washington's defense just isn't what. I guess everyone thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a good defense. It's not good. The front four, they don't really blitz. It doesn't seem like it when I watch them. They don't, you know, try to disguise any defense. It's just like, hey, you got four first-rounders on the front four. You just go get the quarterback. And Chase Young, I don't know. It seems like he always overruns the pass rush, and the quarterback just steps up. Um, They don't have much on offense, you know. Atlanta is just terrible. I mean, they're in a terrible situation. I don't know why they didn't take a quarterback. They should have taken a quarterback, taken an old lineman, something. You take a tight end at number four, I mean, I, I just don't get it. So Atlanta's probably going to have a top five, top seven, you know, first-round pick. They're, they got to go quarterback. Quarterback, you know, their defense is a mess. Washington, neither one of these teams is any good. So the one and a half, I would lean Washington just because I I trust their defense a little bit more. I trust their quarterback, Haneke, not throwing interceptions compared to Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's got a noodle arm, always has, always will. I, he's just not any good. Um, Detroit at Chicago. Chicago's favor now, it's down to two and a half. The look-ahead line was six, Chicago. And Chicago only mustered up 47 yards of offense last week with uh, Justin Fields getting his first start. And this is why the Bears didn't want to start him. And I know myself included like was like, dude, we want to see Justin Fields. But I also was like tweeting out, I understand why they're not using him. Like no one wants to watch Andy Dalton. He fucking is boring and he sucks. But... Fields, like, you don't want him getting his ass kicked with that offensive line. That offensive line is terrible. I mean, the Browns just ate him up. 47 yards of total offense is just pathetic, especially in this day and age where you almost get personal foul for touching the quarterback, you know, roughing the passer or certain tackles. They call it personal fouls. You know, you got a bunch of P.I. calls. Like, they make it so easy for the offense. You get 47 yards, and you got an offensive-minded head coach, Matt Nagy. Nagy's going to be gone. GM's going to be gone. They don't have their first-round pick. It's going to be a top-10 pick. I mean, the Bears' situation right now is really bad. I mean, the only thing you got looking forward, if you're a Bears fan, is, hey, hopefully you got your quarterback. But I don't think we're going to find out if the quarterback's any good this year, not because of him. I just think the team around him is just—it's just going to be really hard to judge him because the offensive line sucks so bad. They can't really run the ball much, and their defense is—I mean, their defense is still good, but it's not elite like it used to be. As far as Detroit goes, <laughs> just typical Detroit loss. Like for my Lions, I'm at Disneyland. I'm watching the game on my phone, like as I'm in lines, and I'm in line in Space Mountain, and the Lions take the lead. You know, 
And some people are like, oh, he should have went for the touchdown. You don't go for the touchdown. You have to make sure that Baltimore had to use all their timeouts. You kick a field goal. There's a minute left, and I was like, ah, Baltimore's going to come down, and and um, Tucker's going to kick a field goal, and they're going to lose. But they get a sack on first down, and, and I was like, oh, shit, you get a sack on first down. I mean, with no timeouts, the clock's going. Second down, force an incompletion. If the guy would have caught it, Lions probably win because it was only like a 10-yard gain, and the clock would have ran because it was down in the middle of the field. Then third down comes, and this is the play that really lost the game that no one's even talking about, is Julian Aquera, the third-round pick last year, the brother of Romeo, he has a sack, and, I mean, and he Lamar gets away from him. I mean, it wasn't even like one of just Lamar's like, yeah, he's going to elude you there, most guys. But, I mean, he had him totally wrapped up, lets him go, and Lamar ends it up Still taking a sack, but gets out of bounds. And then it's a fourth and 19, and the Lions have so many guys in the secondary. Not, not one guy in their secondary is, is like a veteran. I mean, the only, unless you consider like a four-year guy, Tracy Walker's in his fourth year, and that's it. That's the, and um, Amari is in his fourth year. So the, the other guys are all rookies or younger than fourth year. So they had apparently a communication you know, one guy was supposed to be somewhere and he wasn't. And that's going to happen with Detroit, you know, when you got such a young secondary and they make a play. And that guy buries a 66-yard field goal. And I'm in I'm in Space Mountain and I see it's the last play I watched was the sack to get it to fourth and 19. And we're just approaching the ride. So I have to turn off my phone and I, you know, go on Space Mountain. I get off the ride. I'm expecting to check you know, the score and say Lions 17, uh, Ravens 16, Lions win and, you know, <laughs> and it shows up a loss and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And then I check ESPN and it's like 66 yard field goal. I'm like, holy shit. And then, you know, some Lions fans are like, oh, there was a delay of game and there was, and it should have been called in the Lions for some reason, the calls always go against them and shit like that. But you shouldn't have came down to that. I mean, he should have won anyway. So, honestly, though, the Lions have looked good. I think they're in the they're going in the right direction. The offensive line is really good. DeAndre Swift is is a special. He's going to be a special player. This guy has got a combination of like Alvin Kamara. He's got more juice than Alvin Kamara. And he's got some Aaron Jones in him. That's like who he's going to be. Um, I love the way Anthony Lynn is using him. Anthony Lynn has been. To me, he's been really good as an offensive corner. He's he's your typical vice president or president. He can't be the president, the head coach. He could be a vice president, offensive coordinator. So they they've they got something there, especially in DeAndre Swift. And if I think more and more as the year goes on, the Lions are going to use DeAndre Swift more and more and use him in packages like. They had this one package where he's basically lined up like as a receiver, as a tight end. And they faked, you know, the off-tackle play to the running back. And then usually teams have the tight end come across, you know, uh, uh, behind the offense alignment. And you throw it to a tight end. He usually gets like 5, 10 yards on the play, depending how open he is. Well, they did it with Swift. And a DB's, you know, right, right there. 
But with Swift in space like that, it's not a tight end where, yeah, the DB's just going to chop at his, his legs and he's going to go down right there. With Swift, you got like a running back in, in space and he makes a move and he makes another move. and It, it just was awesome. And I think they're just going to use him more and more. And the guy's a baller. And, I, and honestly, I, I'm kind of glad Detroit lost because I got a feeling they're going to win too many fucking games this year and not get a top five pick. I expect them. I'll be stunned if they get a top five pick because I say they win this week against Chicago and they got some other games coming up. I mean, I don't see anyone just going to blow them out. Maybe like Green Bay. I mean, they already played their toughest part of the schedule. They played Baltimore. They played Green Bay and they played um, San Francisco. I mean, they still have to play the Rams, but. Seattle and Arizona, but I think they could play with almost anyone. I think the coaching staff's really good. I like Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator. Looks like he can really coach up the DBs because they're just throwing out new corners almost every week because um, Akura got you know hurt out for the year, and then the kid from Syracuse um, got got hurt and he's out. He was a third rounder. He's out for a while, and they're just throwing in guys. I don't even know who they are, like this Bobby Price guy and A.J. Parker, and they're holding their own. I mean, to me, that's coaching. So I like what the direction they're going. Two first-rounders next year. It doesn't look like they're going to get a top-five pick, which kind of pisses me off because I would like to get a quarterback or KV on Thibodeau from Oregon, but probably not going to be able to get that. Um, Tennessee and the Jets. Tennessee's minus seven on the road to the Jets. I would lean Tennessee here because the Jets are just, I mean, without the offensive tackle, Beckham and Zach Wilson, it just looks like the game's going too fast for him right now. Tennessee, I'm not impressed with Tennessee, but they it just it just seems like they have an easy schedule, easy division. Playing the Jets here. I don't think the Jets are any good. Minus seven. You know, that's a lot of points on the road, but I would definitely lean them. Tennessee is going to win the division. Just the division sucks. I don't see them, you know, doing anything in the playoffs. Um, if you're a Jets fan, the thing you're looking for is you got to get a, you know, highest pick as you can get. Get a, you know, get Thibodeau or Derek Stingley. Get, get something on the defense. You got to get some defensive players. I think offensively they got some good young players. They're not really doing much offensively. This year, but we'll see what comes next year. Get the offensive line, Beckham, uh, healthy, and get another year under Zach Wilson. I mean, it just looks like he's overmatched right now. But I think as time goes on, I think Zach Wilson will be fine. Cleveland at Minnesota. Um, Cleveland, to me, is the best team right now that I see in the AFC. I mean, their defense is really good, or at least playing really good. Um, They're getting after the... Pasher, Miles Garrett's a stud. Uh, the kid, I can't pronounce his name, the linebacker from Notre Dame's playing really well, the rookie. They got him in the second round. Uh, their cornerbacks are playing better. So, I mean, they're minus one and a half at Minnesota. I would definitely lean Cleveland here. I might play this one because I just see Cleveland's D-line eating up on Minnesota's O-line. And Minnesota's good offensively. Kirk Cousins having a good year. Um, the media doesn't want to say anything about Kurt Cousins having a good year because they label certain guys as pieces of shits. And once they label a guy as a, you know, he's not good, they can't say anything positive about him. But Kurt Cousins having a good year. 
plus Kirk Cousins didn't get the vaccine and the media hates that. And you can't say anything good if, if a player doesn't get the vaccine. Um, but he's playing really good. Uh, they should probably – Minnesota, I mean, they blew the Arizona game and kicker misses the field goal. You could say they almost blew the Cincinnati game. I think Cincinnati, you know, let them come back, really. I don't know why they went for it like fourth and – it was like fourth and something. I think it was like fourth and two at their own like 30, and they went for it. Yeah, Minnesota got back in the game right there. But um, Jefferson's a really good receiver, Thielen. Uh, Cook got hurt. I mean, Madison's, you know, pretty good backup running back. But I like Cleveland, you know, with Kareem Hunt and and Chubb. I, I don't see Minnesota's defense being able to stop Cleveland. And then I think Cleveland's D-line gets too much pressure on Kirk Cousins, and eventually I think he'll throw a pick. And I think Cleveland minus the one and a half is the play there. Indianapolis at Miami. They got Miami favored by one and a half here. I mean, both these teams are a mess right now. Indianapolis, it's just those old linemen. Like, they got hurt. Like, um, kid from Notre Dame, the guard. And he just hasn't, he hasn't been the same this year. They don't run the ball with Jonathan Taylor this year for some reason. Wentz sucks. I mean, he's always going to suck. He's He's been such an overrated quarterback. It's a joke. Miami just, they blew it, man. They really blew it with all their picks that they had over the years. And it's just like, it doesn't look like it's going to pan out for them. You know, Tua sucks. Um, I think the team's better off if you're trying to win this year with Brissett. I, I, I don't think Tua's a, I don't think Tua's going to be shit this year or in the future going forward. Um, that game, I have no idea. I, I, I wouldn't even say, hey, lean this way or lean that way. I have no idea. I think both these teams suck. And going forward, I think both teams are going to suck because the Colts might lose a first-round pick for Wentz. It's either going to be a second or a first-round pick. If they lose that first-round pick, I mean, that's huge. So you might have a top 10, top 15 pick. Um, they need that pick because they need to get a, a young quarterback. They went the... Veteran around and getting Rivers and Wentz back-to-back seasons, but it, it's pretty obvious to me they need a good young quarterback. I mean, Pittman's pretty good. Taylor's good. The O-line's good. Um, they need some defensive players too, but you got Dallas and Carolina. I'm really impressed with, with Carolina. Their defense is getting after it. Matt Rule's a really good coach. Um, Joe Brady is, is a great offensive coordinator. He's making Sam Darnold look better. Sam Darnold uh, isn't turning the ball over as much. But it will be interesting now without McCaffrey. See Chubba Hubbard in there. It's just not going to be the same. So defenses are going to play Carolina different. Um, Dallas is at home, minus five. Dallas has looked really good defensively. Much better than I thought they would look. Uh, They got balance. They could run the ball. They could throw the ball. I don't like their head coach. I still don't really trust their defense, but their defense so far this year has played pretty well. So minus five and a half, I would probably lean Carolina here because Carolina's defense is really good and getting after the quarterback. Um, but I would, I mean, I'm going to stay away because I don't know if Carolina, they get C.J. Henderson in a trade, but I don't know how well he's going to do over there. It sounded like, Carolina liked Henderson um, 
in the draft. So, but they lose the the kid from South Carolina that they drafted this year. So I I don't know if they they got enough in the secondary to keep up with Dallas's offense. So, but Carolina's defense can get after the quarterback. So that should be a pretty good game. I think both teams are going to make the playoffs. I think Dallas is definitely going to win the division. I think Carolina is going to be a wild card team. You got the Giants and the Saints. The Giants are a complete mess. They're going to be they're going to get a new new head coach, new GM, or I don't know about new head coach, but they're going to get a new GM, new quarterback come next year. They got the Bears first pick. So if you're a Giants fan, you get, you got you, you got that to look forward to because that probably is going to be a top 10 pick, at least top 15. Um, and then, you know, you obviously you got your picks. You might have two top 10 picks if you're a Giants fan. Um, Barkley is never going to be the same to me. He just – he tries to he tries to hit too many home runs. I, I don't think he's that good of a running back. I think the injuries have, have hurt him. The Saints are are pretty good defensively. I'm a little, I'd be a little concerned offensively. I'm not a Jameis Winston guy. I don't. They just don't look like the 30 points a game like the Saints said usually are. But defensively, they're pretty good. Offensive line's really good. Kamara's good, so they can run the ball and stuff like that. So they're probably a nine nine win team, maybe 10, 10 and seven. So I think them and Carolina are gonna be fighting for that wild card behind Tampa Bay. Kansas City at Philadelphia, or actually New Orleans, going back to it, is minus 7.5 against the Giants. I would probably lean the Giants there. Um, But, I mean, I'll stay away. I don't like betting on Daniel Jones and the Giants. I mean, the Saints, 7.5, just that hook is is kind of brutal. I don't know. I don't have much on that game. Kansas City, 7.5 at Philadelphia, minus 7.5 for Kansas City. Kansas City, I mean, their defense is really bad. Their defense sucks. Um, they don't really control you with the running game at all. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, like, I thought that guy was going to be good. He he kind of sucks. I know he had, like, 100 yards, I think, or close to it against the Chargers last week. But if I'm every team, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, let him run. Let him get his yards. Just don't let Tyreek Hill over the top just kill you. And then no one ever – you know, in the media, ever says anything when Patrick Mahomes, you know, we're starting to get a trend here. He's turning the ball over. And, you know, no one ever says anything because they already labeled him the greatest quarterback in the history of the game. And I still think he's the best quarterback in the game. I mean, don't get me wrong, but just call it fair, man. Like, he, he's turning the ball over this year, making silly interceptions. And one of the interceptions was so stupid, he, he's – no look passes it, and if he would have just looked at him, it probably would have been a completion. Instead, he tried to get fancy with it, but the media won't ever say anything about it because he's Patrick Mahomes, and we already labeled him the greatest quarterback in the history of all time. You know, but if it was Tony Romo or Matthew Stafford, or you know, a quarterback that they over the years have just said, "Oh, well, he sucks," then they crush him. You know, Andrew Luck—they did the same thing. Andrew Luck used to throw. Interception after interception, but they labeled him the greatest prospect since um, John Elway. So they couldn't, they couldn't, um, they couldn't rip him. It's just so stupid. It, it's again, he's the best quarterback. I'm not saying he's not Patrick Mahomes, but 
fuck, dude. I mean, he played terrible against the Chargers. It was stupid throws, stupid interceptions. And he hasn't played that great this year. I mean, the interception he threw against Baltimore was a joke. It's like throwing it one-handed, like left-handed or something. I mean, he doesn't throw that interception, they win. Yeah, he would have gotten sacked or throw it away and they would have to punt, but they're punting from like the 50. Instead, he, he gives them the ball at the 50, he throws an interception, just careless with it. Other quarterbacks do that, they get destroyed, but can't destroy fucking Patrick Mahomes because he's Patrick Mahomes. Like, I get it. Like, you're not going to destroy him on every little detail like you would, you know, someone that just sucks like Andy Dalton or something. I mean, I understand, but... After a while, like, you got to start calling it how it is. Philadelphia is a mess as far as, like, they got picks, though. They have potentially three first-round picks. So, um, Jalen Hurts is not an NFL starting quarterback. I, 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 don't, I don't know why people think he's any good. They got some receivers. Their defense, you know, is getting older. And they got an, an old line that's getting older. So, But they got a lot of picks coming up, potentially. Um. Potentially three first-round picks, and one of them is going to be the Colts, and the other one's the Dolphins. I mean, so those are going to be some high picks, and then their sells. So they 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 got a chance at three top fifteen picks. You get that? I mean, you could turn it around pretty pretty quick. You if you hit on two of those, I mean, shit, at least two. You know. So if I'm a Philly, uh, Eagles fan, that's what I'm looking forward to. I would try to lose as many games as I can. Try to get as high as a pick. You need to get a quarterback. You know, you need some O-line. You, you got receivers. You know, Devontae Smith and and Rager look okay. Um, their D-line's getting old, but, I mean, it could still play right now, but it's getting old. You got, you, you got to hit on your picks going forward. Uh, Kansas City minus 7.5. Kansas City, I believe, is 2-14 and 14 against the spread, last 16. But there's no way I'm betting Philadelphia. Especially Kansas City off of a loss. They have to win. Can't fall to one and three because Chargers and Raiders are playing each other. Chargers are two and one and Raiders are three and oh. So they're going to be at the minimum two games behind both of them. And then Denver's three and oh as well. So you're going to be, you lose this week, you're two games behind all three of them at worst, if not three behind the Raiders or Chargers or Denver. I mean, the Raiders or Denver. Um, Houston and Buffalo. Houston, again, another team that's a mess. I mean, doesn't really have anything. Um, Tyrod Taylor looked really good to start the season. I was impressed with that. Buffalo's minus 16. I just, I don't bet these type of spreads in the NFL. These are just, um, here's a guy, Josh Allen. You know, the first two weeks, he didn't look that good. And the media, who labeled him a bust before he even threw one NFL pass, Wanted to rip him. Was like, oh, Josh Allen's back to what he was the first two years of his uh, NFL career. We we were right. Uh, he's not that good. <laughs> you see what he did to Washington? He destroyed him. And if you're, you know, a Bills fan, I like I like what they're doing running the football more this year. You got to have some balance because their offensive line's not that good. Josh Allen, you know, obviously can scramble and make plays and is a top five quarterback. But you can't just put everything on his back. Uh, the Bills defensively are better than they what they've been last year. The defensive line's better. Espinoza and Roche from uh, Miami. Two young picks that they had back-to-back years. Espinoza was a second-rounder and Roche a first-rounder. So 
that gives them more hope, especially, you know, you play Kansas City in the playoffs. You better get after it with your front four. So I think they got better chance of beating Kansas City this year than they did last year because they could run the ball a little bit or it looks like they're trying to commit themselves to running the ball. You know, Singletary, as long as he stays healthy, I mean, you know Moss is going to get hurt. He always is hurt. And um, if you, that front four, hopefully he could get some pressure, if you're a Bills fan, against a team like Kansas City. As far as the Texans go, I mean, Deshaun Watson, I, I, I don't get it. What What is going on over there? He just gets a free pass and just we just we just pay him all the money and he just decides, well, I don't want to play? Or the team says, well, we don't want to play you because we don't know. I mean, I don't know. Just seems like a weird situation. And if teams were offering what some rumors were, like three first-round picks and more, then the Texans blew it. I don't know if that was true, but, I mean, if you could get two first-round picks, you just get rid of them. Just get them off your team. Like, I, I, don't, I don't understand that situation. Um, Mills, the kid from Stanford, he just looks overwhelmed. I mean... Whatever. Arizona at the LA Rams. This should be a really good game. Arizona, I don't know if I believe in them, but I think, I mean, they look like a playoff team right now because they could get after the quarterback. I mean, I knew they were going to score points. Everyone did. The kid from Texas A&M, Kirk, the receiver, is is developing and, and becoming more and more consistent. You know what you have in Hopkins. I mean, even A.J. Green looks pretty good. But Connor, <clears throat> excuse me, Connor looks really good running the ball. Edmonds, so it seems like they have a running game too to complement, you know, Murray. And Murray, <clears throat> Murray is really tough to defend. He's got to be consistent. Um, last year in the second half, he looked really bad. But I, I think it's, I think it was his shoulder. I think his shoulder was jacked up because he's looking like right now. I mean, he's up there for the MVP. The way he's playing. They should have lost to Minnesota, um, but, you know, you, you take your wins. They're 3-0. This is a huge game at the Rams. It's minus 4.5. I believe McVay owns um, Kingsbury, so I would lean the Rams here because the Rams, I mean, the, um, the Cardinals have no chance if they can't get at home to Stafford. Stafford will eat them up. With the receivers that they got, Cooper Cup is just, I mean, he looks like the best slot receiver like of all time right now. I mean, he's just automatically going to get, if you got Cooper Cup in a PPR league, I mean, at worst, he's going to get like seven catches, 70 yards, like almost every game. So if he gets a touchdown, I mean, it's just a huge game for you if it's a PPR league. Um, man, it seems like he's getting almost two touchdowns a game. I don't even know. I think he has five touchdowns in the year because I think he had, I don't know. But Stafford looks really good, obviously. I mean, I saw that coming, that Stafford was going to have a huge year, get away from Detroit and the whole mess of that organization. And it's just Sean McVay and Stafford, this is only three games into their, you know, time together, and, and it looks like it's the 10th year together. Stafford, it was a third and 10 against um, the Bucks. It's 21-14, I believe, at half or whatever the situation was. And it's a third and 10 to start the um, – or I don't think it was 21. Whatever. It's 21-14 to 14 at the situation, I believe. 
it's third and 10, and it looks like it's going to be a three and out for the Rams. And Stafford, you know, I think the previous play throws an incompletion, but he kind of does like a like an Aaron Rodgers and just says, hey, get up on the line, get up on the line. And they all get up on the line, and, and the Bucks, I don't, the guy, the safety kind of slips. And Deshaun Jackson, boom, 70-something yard touchdown. And it was pretty much game over. But Stafford never did that in Detroit. And I assume that McVay and, you know, him or you got a smarter head coach, smarter offensive-minded guy. It's telling him kind of like, hey, do this, do that. And it just looks like Stafford's seeing the game slow down and it's much easier for him. You know, Cooper Cup's just, I mean, these DBs aren't even close to him on a lot of them. And I just, as long as the Rams stay healthy, they're as good, especially offensively, they're as good as anyone. And then once they get the lead, um, I don't know who that long guy is on the Rams. It seems like he gets good pressure. And then there's some other guy. Um, it's Lewis. I, I believe that's the guy from Alabama, the outside linebacker. Um, he's getting pretty good pressure. Uh, they, they got like a couple guys. I don't really know who they really are, but it seems like they continue to get pressure. And then obviously you have Aaron Donald. So once they get the lead, they can put their, you know, good pass rushers, pin their ears back in it. And it's, you know, I mean, the Buccaneers, I was really impressed with the Rams offensive line. I mean, they, they blocked the shit out of the Buccaneers. I mean, I went back and I watched the the game because I was in Disneyland and I missed most of it. I was watching it some on my phone, but I, I DVR'd it. And I, when I came back on um, Monday, Monday night, I re- ended up rewatching it. And Stafford, the first two drives looked terrible. I mean, just awful and just missed, you know, throws. And he missed a couple more throws in the game. I mean, basically what I'm trying to say is guys were open the whole the whole game. The Buccaneers secondary is not good. Their only chance is, hey, we better get pressure. Well, they got a great front four and they usually get pressure, but the Rams O line just I mean, he gave they gave them they gave Stafford all day. So if they do that against Arizona, Arizona secondary, you know, they got a bunch of guys that try to go for interceptions and stuff like that, but Stafford will shred them if if they give him time. Now Chandler Jones is a great pass rusher. Well, you know, we'll see. So that's their only chance for the for the Cardinals. But the Cardinals look like a playoff team. I mean, they're definitely about to get to Seattle, San Francisco. They're definitely ahead of Seattle. Whether they're ahead of San Francisco, I don't know. You know, can they win the division? I don't. I don't think they can win the division. But I think Arizona can make a wild card, especially because this year I feel like they can run the ball with um, Connor. Connor usually gets hurt, but he looks totally different than he did in Pittsburgh. And Edmonds, I always kind of liked his burst. But Connor's burst, because I've had Connor in fantasy. I play in a dynasty league. I had him, you know, when he, like, I, I don't know. I got him real late, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. But he just, he kept getting hurt, and he just had no burst. Well, in Arizona, he's got the burst. Um, I would lean, though, to the Rams, because I just... Good luck stopping the, the Rams passing game. I mean, they don't even have a running game right now. The, the Henderson guy is just okay. And then Sony Michelle is just, I mean, those are just guys that get three yards of carry, three, four yards. But that's all they need. All they have to do is get into third and short, third and five. If it's third and five or, or, or less, I mean, Stafford's going to, he's going to eat them up with Cooper Cup. 
and Robert Woods gets separation, you know, on plays, and Van Jefferson, and Jackson, you know, stretches the field now. So now that they got a deep threat, you know, stretching the field, I mean, good luck stopping them. The, the only way you're going to stop the Rams, I think, is you're going to need Whitworth to get hurt. And if Whitworth gets hurt, then I think the Rams are in trouble. But going to Seattle and San Francisco, I really lean San Francisco here, minus the two and a half. They're at home. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is playing playing better, looking better and better each week. Ayuk finally like got involved. I don't know where the fuck he was the first two weeks. I got him in fantasy, and I didn't play him either week because I was told by someone in San Francisco, like, yeah, he's not really – like, I don't know if it's the, he's in the doghouse or what, but he's not really doing anything. He's not really playing. And then, you know, the Lions game comes up, and I think he had, like, uh, either – one target or zero targets. I'm like, what the fuck? And then the next week it was like only like two targets. And then last week it was a lot. And it looked like, you know, I mean, you got to use that guy. That was a first round pick last year. He was good. Um, I know Debo Samuel's having a great season and he looks really good, but you can't just have one receiver. You, you need two, you know, with Kittle. Um, Seattle, I just think Seattle the last couple of years is, I think they've gotten lucky to, Russell Wilson, I mean, he keeps doing it, so you got to give him credit. It's skill. Obviously, Russell Wilson's one of the best quarterbacks. And I was probably wrong on him because I was like, ah, oh, he's not going to be that good. And, you know, the defense carries him basically the first half of his career, but the second half of his career, he's, he's carried that organization. Without him, I mean, that team's picking in the top five almost every single year. Because I don't think they have that much talent. I mean, they got some good players here and there, but – They'd be picking in the top 10 at least every single year with the, with the, an average quarterback. And Russell Wilson's pulled some wins out of his ass. And I just – I don't know if that – you just – that trend is just so hard to continue with that, you know. And I just – I think their their defense is just – it just sucks. And they don't really run the ball. Um, and it just seems like if Lockett doesn't, you know, get one of those 50-yard bombs, 40-yard bombs, that, that they're in trouble. So I, I think San Francisco is a much better team. I think San Francisco's D-line will get after Wilson here, maybe cause an interception or two. And, I, I mean, I'm, I'm most likely going to play San Francisco. I played them last week. They lost. I was definitely on the wrong side the whole game. Green Bay was, you know, killing them. Second half, I looked like, oh, I, I might have a shot. But I think San Francisco is going to still fight with the Rams for the division. I don't know if they have enough. But I don't think Seattle is a playoff team at all, in my opinion. Um, I think they're going to come in last in that division. I mean, that division is a really tough division, but I think they're probably going to come in last. So I like San Francisco still to make the playoffs. Baltimore's minus one at Denver. This should be a really good game. You know, obviously, I watched the Detroit-Baltimore game, taped it, rewatched it. Marquise Brown dropped a bunch of balls that game. Might have been different if he catches a few of them. But Detroit had some blown coverage on like a third and 18, you know, third and goal at the 18. I mean, if you don't blow that coverage, I mean, they're only kicking a field goal there. But then Marquise Brown dropped at least one touchdown. Other plays, he might have, you know, he just had a really, I don't know. I mean, he's a good receiver. He got open and everything, but he dropped some passes. Um, Denver... 
it's going to be interesting how Teddy Bridgewater, you know, plays against the Blitz here because they're going to be coming after him. This this should be a really good game. I, I lean Baltimore here. I just trust Lamar Jackson more than I'm going to trust Teddy Bridgewater. Um, and I don't I don't see Denver being able to run the ball too much here. And then Bridgewater is going to have to make some plays. But I think Denver should be in the playoff hunt all season long. Baltimore is going to be in the playoff hunt all season long. I don't know if either one of these teams are playoff teams yet. I would probably lean that they're not because I think Baltimore's just got too many injuries this year. It just looks like it's going to be an injury-plagued season. And then Denver, I just don't know. You know, I, I, Bridgewater, I don't, I don't know. Green Bay and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a joke this year. This is the first year that, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger sucks, and he's obviously he's too old. Offensive line sucks. Green Bay should handle them. Uh, I don't. I don't see how Green Bay doesn't handle Pittsburgh here. I mean, T.J. Watt, unless unless T.J. Watt just takes over the game, I don't. You know, Pittsburgh should be able to score a little bit on Green Bay. So maybe look over under on that game. I don't know. I don't know what the total is. Uh, Tampa Bay at New England. Tampa Bay's minus seven. That seems like a lot to me, but. Especially with Belichick knowing Brady, I, I got a feeling he might be able to slow him down a little bit. But I don't, I don't know. New England offensively, it looks like it's going to take some time for Mac Jones. He's just throwing really short passes. They're not stretching the field at all. Um, I don't know. Tampa Bay's front forward got destroyed against the Rams. I can see New England's O line destroying them too. I mean, because if they don't. Tampa Bay secondary, with all the injuries, I mean, they're in trouble. Now, New England doesn't have the receivers the Rams do. They don't have the quarterback the Rams do, but uh, I don't know. That that should be an interesting game. I mean, I'll just sit back and watch that one. should be an interesting game. I still think Tampa Bay is an elite team. They got to get a little more healthy in the secondary because if they don't get healthy in the secondary, they're screwed. They can't stop teams. The only way you're going to be able to beat some teams is if you get in the playoffs and play some cold weather games because Brady's always good in the cold weather. And, you know, a team like the Rams, they got, you know, receivers that, you know, probably aren't the toughest receivers in the league. They want to be route-running receivers, kind of like the Colts for years and the Rams in the late 90s. They never want to play in cold weather and, but that, that's going to be Tampa Bay's only chance unless they get some secondary help. Uh, they just signed Richard Sherman, but, I mean, good luck with that. Then you got the Raiders and the Chargers on a Monday night. Chargers are favored by three and a half. The Raiders, um, I see everyone, like, kind of praising Derek Carr. I mean, I mean, he's playing pretty good. Like, he, he's, he's got some really nice touch on the deep ball. But to me, he misses throws because they got, they got some weapons, man. That Edwards guy's good. Rugs, man, it's pretty good. I mean, great deep threat. Renfro's good. And then you got arguably the best tight end in Waller. I mean, at least one of the best tight ends. Offensive line's pretty good. They got to get Jacobs, though, because if they can get Jacobs, you know, he's been banged up all season, get that running game. And their defense is playing really good this year. I don't, I mean, the Crosby guy looks like a pro bowler. He's phenomenal. I always like the kid, um, Trevion Mullen, the, corner from Clemson. I always thought that was a good pick for them. Um, their defense is playing good. I think that's why, you know, they're 3-0. and I mean, they, they pretty much handled the Dolphins. I know it went into overtime, but 
without the pick six, I mean, they they should have won that game pretty easily. They they're the much better team. And then the Chargers, Chargers, you know, I mean, if I'm a Chargers fan, the biggest thing I'm concerned about is is uh, Lombardi. It's open it up more, throw it downfield, stop throwing. I always see Herbert with you know 33, 35 completions, and it's like 310 yards. 320 yards like fuck dude you got Herbert throw it down the field because I saw this with Lombardi with Stafford and Calvin Johnson he, he like wanted them to be the New Orleans Saints and Drew Brees and it's like dude you got guys with great arms I mean Herbert's phenomenal man and Slater I mean back-to-back picks for the Chargers I mean that's as good as it gets you get your left tackle and you get your quarterback I mean that's as those guys I mean if you redrafted right now Herbert goes one the year he was drafted, and then Slater should go top five, minimum. You know, I, I think Sewell's a little bit better, but, I mean, you, you got a coin flip with Sewell and Slater. So, I mean, back-to-back years, they, they have the number one player and, and probably at least a top five player. So, I mean, the Chargers are good. I One thing, if I'm a Charger fan, I'd be concerned about is when you get the lead, I don't think you have the running back to eat up the clock. Like, Eckler's good catching the ball out of the backfield, and he's good, you know, running when they don't think you're running. But I don't think he's that good when they know you're running. I don't think he's big enough and strong enough. And then they got to stay healthy. Chargers always got to stay healthy. Huge win, though, for them. Biggest win they've had in, I don't know, probably a decade. I mean, I don't know. You can't get a bigger win on the road against the team that you're chasing. And that, that's a huge win for them. We'll see see how the momentum goes. And, uh, I mean, the Raiders are going to have home field advantage in this game. I mean, it's three and a half. I would lean Raiders just because you get that hook, three and a half. But if Crosby doesn't get at home, then Herbert's just going to eat up the Raiders. So, all right, so that's all we got for this week. Um, six and seven on the plays this year. Off to a slow start, but I think after this week, I don't I don't see too many picks I have for this week. I haven't placed any yet. If I do, obviously check the Twitter if you're if you like that stuff. But after I get about four weeks of you know see how teams are doing, plus I'll be at my parents this week. It, it'll help. It'll help me out going forward and making picks. All right. Till the next time. If you guys got anything, try to. I don't know. I'm losing a lot of followers on these things, but so maybe retweet them or people like them or if you guys like this, because if I keep continuing losing followers, I'm not going to do these anymore because it just seems like it's not worth it. But I like doing it. I feel like I'm pretty knowledgeable when it comes to football. I mean, do I get everything right? No, but I feel like I know what I'm talking about. I think it's fun to debate with people. Um, it's fun to see how teams are going forward, whether their arrows pointing up and down. And I'd love the gambling angle. I think more sports talk radio and TV shows need to start talking about gambling way more. I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of like, it's kind of like how fantasy football was 30 years ago or, or 20 years ago, 20, 30 years ago, where you people started playing fantasy football little by little. Well, people are gambling little by little. And eventually, it's going to become the biggest part of the game, kind of like how fantasy football did. And even though my picks, you know, so far is off to a slow start, I think people know that 
most likely I'll have another winning season. So, all right, till the next time. Later.